0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, what is going on, people? Good to have you on board. You know that sound. It is the Unfiltered Band, which means, yes, you are right. In fact, it is another episode of Unfiltered coming your way here. And now this one officially will go down as episode number 198. You can jump on board the Unfiltered Revolution anytime, day or night. Seven days a week, 365, 24 hours a day, all that good stuff. Jump on Twitter at Casey Stern, get into the bio, hop on the YouTube channel, get all the conversations, the guests, the interviews, and more. Now, 170, uh, 97, excuse me, into 198 episodes deep. Thank you, Unfiltered Band. Love to hear the comments, the thoughts on lists, on conversations along the way. Along this way, on this ride, we will get into deadline decisions. And the Otani countdown. And I will be very fair with you right off the bat. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'll probably say it even stronger now. And we'll get into the latest of why this is so paramount for one organization and for an entirety of a sport. Two reasons. Number one, on one hand, you have the one of one. There is only one Shohei Otani now. There's only been one ever. That means there's never been anybody available in a trade market at a deadline, available in free agency as he will be at the end of the year. Anything close to like, and I don't want to hear about Aaron Judge's past year, wherever, whatever you want to give me would be wrong. It's one of one. The other side of that is he must be traded. If the Angels organization is to do the right thing, the, the thing that is best for their organization, he will be moved. Do we expect... Expect it to happen. Why have things changed? Where do the standings play into all this? And what about everything else going on in the big leagues? We'll hit some of that as well here at the break officially as I do this on the, the eve of uh, the home run derby tonight and the All Star game coming up here, All Star weekend in Seattle. You're always with us, courtesy of our good friends at Bet Online. Bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Latest odds, lines, matchup reports, baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers. Live betting in your favorite casino and card games, they're all available to play right from your phone. Head to the website now or use your mobile device and sign up and get in on the action today. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. It'll get you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's online where the game starts. I want to get started here. I'm going to get a lot into the deadline and all that, but I just just want to say this about All-Star Weekend is a great event. Depending upon how you look at it, it's either overrated or it's underrated, just like players are, just like seasons, and all the banter of goats and everything else that we do in this and every sport right now in the age of social media. If you look at the All-Star Game comparatively to what the other All-Star events are, it is by far the best. If you look at the all-star game comparatively to what the other sports do in total for the weekend, it is by far the best. And part of the reason it's the most competitive during the course of the game is because you have that one-on-one that, yeah, at times you may get in an NBA, times you may get somebody coming in on a defenseman or a goaltender in the NHL, but those games are played far differently in the All-Star moments, certainly, right? Here, you've got mano a mano, I got to get you out. It's why you get the Pedro Martinez moments and some of those others in All-Star games past because you've got that compete level, that competition of forget about American and National League, forget about wouldn't matter if it was East, West, U.S. World, whatever you, however you sliced it, you've got that one-on-one of I am not going to let you beat me and I am going to show you that I am better today in this matchup. And it's just different in this sport than it is in other sports. So it's always better where it gets overrated is look the home run derby. I always said this for years. I covered many of them. Got a chance. Got was blessed enough to do a lot of live events for them. They're always better for me as a fan. Cause you hear from so many of the players, remember the media. Cause you talk to so many of the players than it is for the actual event. You could change the home run derby a hundred thousand times. It's still watching a bunch of home runs. And to me, It's something that can be exciting in moments and can give you some, certainly some viral video. And if you're in the ballpark, certainly different than at home, but it is long, it is too long. It should be more of a skillsy kind of a feel in my opinion than it is. And it probably, if you want to kind of break in and try and fine tune, it could be way better. Now adding things like the draft at the beginning of the weekend and certain things of that nature, the celebrity softball, some people enjoy. Okay, that's fun. The Futures game is a great event. The whole thing in total, again, if you want to look at it, Compared to the other events and other sports, it's great. We should enjoy it and embrace it and soak it up, and you should. But if you're looking at it as exactly, is it the most you know exciting thing you've ever seen? No, it's not. Do we overrate some of this? Yes, we do. Is it too long? It is too much and all of that. But enjoy All-Star Weekend. For a lot of fans who are watching or listening to this, whether it's Apple, Spotify, everywhere, get your podcast, whether it's on Twitter or YouTube, for a lot of you, you've had an enjoyable first half. If you're where I am in Atlanta, you're a Braves fan, you're ecstatic. You've got, in my opinion, and don't just look at where they are in the record and I know what you know the Rays have done and haven't done and what other teams you were looking at. the Braves are the best team in baseball. They are best suited with an organization and the guy running it in Alex Anthopoulos to better themselves and to be even bester if that's a thing in the next few weeks between now and the deadline, they are already, you know, look, they you go back to Red. they're that damn good, all right? So you've had, you've enjoyed yourself. I mean, if you're a Reds fan right now, what a fun and exciting thing this is with De La Cruz and with this team and what they have done. If you're a Diamondbacks fan and a lot of other teams that are maybe so you know look what the Baltimore Orioles have put together. If you're on the other side, the expectations and the disappointments and where you sit, if you're a Padres fan or if you're a fan of the New York Mets or some of these other teams, the St. Louis Cardinals, my God, my oh my, what a year it's been. You know, look, and I'm not talking about the Nationals and some others that we knew were not ready to get there just yet, let's be fair, right, or far away. We're talking about teams that were expecting and booking their own, you know, postseasons and magical seasons, and all of a sudden, boom, there it goes, and it's the other way, you're not feeling as good. By the way, I got a special episode with uh, my good uh, friend, Brian Wright, who is the, uh, you know, as as good as it is in in terms of, you know, the understanding of, from a historian standpoint of baseball does a great job. We've got a, a fun little ditty on some disappointing seasons past coming up here in an upcoming Unfiltered, which we'll get to you soon. But I think when you look at the Angels situation, they're actually in a better spot now because they played so poorly before the break than they are where a couple of weeks ago. If you follow, and I'm not the only one saying it, but if you follow this show and you go back to a conversation that I had with Steve Phillips about a couple of weeks ago about exactly this, and if you go back to conversations I've had with you and all of you about exactly this, I've said the same thing. That even when the Angels were sitting there five, six games over 500 and, you know, in a wild card spot or a half a game out or you know, up a half a game and four and a half out of the division. And they were in those kind of you know places when Trout was healthy and Otani was you know, doing great. And it's going back four or five weeks ago that that was the worst thing that could have happened for the Angels. Because then even more so, Artie Moreno was never and I mean never, ever going to trade Shohei Otani. Right. He already probably not going to do it. And we'll get into why that's not a good decision and why it's a massive mistake. And it is easy for me to say, I get it easy for you to say, I get it. But let's say it massive mistake. But where they were, because they were kind of just above the muffin tops, as I like to say, and in a position where we know they're not going to win the World Series they're most likely not going to win the division. But at the same time, we also know Trout's got 11 career at-bats in a postseason way back when, where he won 98 games and they were gone in three days to the Royals, where we know you got Otani done at the end of the year, where you know you got to make those dollars, where you know you got to get you know every, all those games down the stretch of the season and the sponsorships and and the, and the viewership and, and all of that. Forget about for the baseball, but if you're already Moreno and Perry Manese, and if you're the Angels, right? That that was a situation that was, to me, the worst because they weren't great enough for it to be a no-brainer that obviously you got to make one run with Otani in the playoffs, get him in a postseason. Forget about for baseball fans, but for the Angel fans most importantly. But they weren't bad enough for you to feel like, okay, now everyone's going to make it understandable why we move this player. Angels lose five in a row going into the break. They're 45 and 46. Seven games out of first place. They lost nine out of ten. If you're looking at the wild card situation where they are right now, the Angels sit there at five out. They got the Yankees, Red Sox, and Mariners all ahead of them, of course, trailing the Orioles, Astros, and Jays who were in those positions. And the Twins tied right with them as well. Nine out of ten losses, five in a row. You have no trout with the Hammate. You got a 45 and 46 records, seven out division, five out of wild card. And if you're me. And if I'm Barry Manezian, now I'm going to Artie Moreno and saying, okay, now I got what I need. Now, does Barry Manezian do anybody in that, you know, anybody in that organization, do they want to move Shohei Ohtani no matter how good they are? Of course they don't. But if you're the GM of that team, you know it's the right thing to do. And the only way you're going to sell that to any owner, and all owners be crazy, but any crazy owner who's sitting there saying, I can't do this. I mean, how many ownerships we've seen? I mean, I've talked to so many GMs over the days. And, and by the way, for teams, you wouldn't even think like were are that good. I remember talking in the way back machine to like Jack Sorensic, who didn't want to move a role with at the time because of what he meant to the franchise, even though that was a cheapy rental. The Ruben Amaro Phillies in that situation and why they kept it. I love J-Roll, but J-Roll and Ed Utley and Howard and didn't break things up after five division titles and two World Series appearances and and didn't realize that was it for them. And then people who got on the Royals and Dayton Moore and that group at the time when they didn't move Hosbert, didn't move Mustakis and took another shot. And people got on the Giants when you know Bruce Bochi wanted to make one more run with his guys. Well, guess what? All of those were way more explainable than not moving Shohei Otani. You got a one-on-one dude. At, the, at the, the pinnacle of his career, at the pinnacle of what he can do, you got teams who are sitting there saying, and itching, I got a chance to sell this guy on what we're about before free agency. Dodgers, Yankees, Mets, Padres, Giants, Mariners, and if you want to throw somebody else in there, and I don't know if you do. You got teams that even can't afford Otani who maybe are sitting there saying, well, maybe I'll place a call on the guy because I'm loaded with prospects. I'm never going to be in this spot again, and I got a chance to go win a World Series, maybe take a shot. You know, if I got plenty of prospects and I don't care about it and I'm not using money to bring the guy in and I'm not worried about that, well, maybe I could find a way to get it done. Do I think about it Atlanta? Do I think about it at Tampa Bay? And, I, and I look, people can say no, and I do but you never say no when it's Shohei Otani. That's like, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that, was the Meat Love song, right? Remember one day back when... Uh, I used to do this thing at, <laughs> called Chin Music at the end of my show, and I asked Lorenzo Cain. Uh, he said, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. And, and he, he, he at the time said, he said, buy a girl a house. And then, of course, I watch him in his career, and God bless Lo, I love him, get married and have beautiful kids and all of that. So it all, your perspective is different. One of the best answers I got, I think it was Phil Coke who said, beg. When I ask that, but I do anything for love, but I won't do that. There's that one thing right in your mind. Well, I would never do this, this and this, but I can go ahead and get a butter cake at Mastro's. If you ever had one, I'm doing that. Whatever that thing is, I'll do it for that. Right. You're doing it for Otani. That's the butter cake at Mastro's. Seriously. that That is, that is what you're doing. I mean, he is, and I'm actually writing this down because seriously, I think, You know, and I got to figure out how to get that butter cake. They don't have one around here. Um, If you're the Angels, you are in a position where you have been blessed. And it sounds crazy with this Trout injury. If you're the infrastructure in that hierarchy, you have been blessed with the injury to Trout. You have been blessed with the five losses in a row. You have been blessed with this all-star break. Take a couple of minutes. And take all this time and use it to be on the phones making the phone calls and and seriously highly considering making that deal. Now, I read plenty of articles from a lot of people I respect, by the way, so I'm not getting on anybody, saying this thing's never going to happen. We are never, ever going to get anything done. We're never going to see Otani get moved. It's just never going to happen. Never going to happen. Well, you're looking at a team right now, that it's sitting there, depending upon who you look at, according to the MLB pipeline, they got two prospects in the top 100. One of them, Logan O'Hop, is recovering from left shoulder surgery. I mean, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. How are you supposed to build a system? They already haven't won. Now, look, this regime made a lot of a lot of mistakes. They made a lot of mistakes in pitching. They made a lot of mistakes with the Trevor Cahills and a lot of mistakes with the Tehrans at the time and the Matt Harveys. And you talk about the Josh Hamilton situation or why when, and Bauer, we know what happened with him, but why when they didn't do that or they didn't get Cole and they wouldn't go to the years for that. So instead of the pitching, then they pivoted and paid all the money to Rendon who can't pitch. And then what that's worked out to be and certainly not, right? We could talk about all that, but you cannot, when you spill milk, you can't leave it there. Somebody got to clean it. Somebody got to clean the mess. So how are you going to do it? Otani not coming back to you. You, 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 What's the, everybody loves the Swifty. You never getting back together. You ain't ever, 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 ever ever getting back together. He gone. So now what do you do about it? You're going to sit there and say, Well, we got to fill seats. You know, we got no trout, but he'll come back. If we can kind of hang with him in the wild card, at least in August and September, we can continue to sell tickets, continue to be watched and be viable and have a chance to get in, be one of these teams with a shot to get in the wild card. Well, what are you willing to do to be one of these teams to, to go get in a wild card? Think about it from another standpoint. If you're buying to get in, right, as teams are, and a lot of you root for teams that are just kind of outskirts of town, trying to get in, right, for that darkness on the edge of town, to use the Bruce term, right? Then you're trying to get in there. You know, Mets, Phillies, some of these, uh, Mets, Padres, excuse me, you know, some of these that have been disappointing, that are still kind of, you know, are you in it, or am I not in it? And I, by the way, don't know either of those teams now in San Diego or in New York if they are. Too many teams, too many numbers in front of them. But if you've got all of that going on, how much are you really willing to go buy and do to just sneak in when you can't beat the Braves, you can't beat the Rays, you're not going to beat the Dodgers in a postseason, you're not going to beat the Astros in a postseason or Rangers, depending on what league you're in, right? You're not going to beat those teams when you get in there. So what are you willing to do? Well, what we don't look at is the other way. What are you not willing to do when you won't get in there? Are you really not willing to give up an Otani who's not coming back to you, who can at least look—is he gonna? This idea—you've got to trade Otani because you know it, it, it'll fix your future. That's not gonna fix. Let, let's be fair, okay? You still have Trout. I get it, but it's not gonna fix your future. You're not gonna get a trade in a rental. If you wanted to maximize what you got from Otani, you had to do that a year and a half ago. You're gonna do that a year ago, and they didn't want to do that. And by the way, I said then. I will say now was a mistake. But this is similar to let's bring it to life, right? Whatever you whatever you do for a living, you make uh 14 dollars an hour and you're trying to make 16 dollars an hour because you think everybody else who works with you they make 16 and and you deserve 16. Right? Now, you may be right and that may be true, but you'd rather have 14 than 0, right? What if all of a sudden, you know, you leave the job and then they say, we'll offer you 12 and you have no job. Well, now you're back there working because you need the job and you're working at 12 and still perspective versus reality, perception versus reality. Right. That's where it all collides. I, I need to get something. I need to do something. Well, here are the angels. you got a chance to get a lot of something, a lot of something for a rental because you look at Otani and what he does and delivers In both sides of what he adds to your team, you look at Otani and the standpoint of what teams will be trying to do in terms of not only bringing him in for their run the rest of the way, but selling him on staying versus either A, going out to free agency or B, you know, choosing that team in free agency, you're going to have a big leg up and we've seen that work where, look, you know, Arenado spent some time with the Cardinals. He's like, no, I don't need to opt that. I'll be here forever, right? We're going to have situations, and there's all kinds of different scenarios like that, even where rentals have said, I'll stay. We've had situations where guys have been traded from teams at deadlines who are done at the end of the year, and they've said to the team, keep my locker. I'll be right back. They're not even mad. I mean, if you get a player who's got a relationship with an organization and believes in what you're about and what you're doing, they're certainly higher likely you know, a meeting is a meeting, meetings with agents, meetings with, you know, uh, you know, guys at winter meetings, you know, or, you know, in free agency, wherever at some hotel or they come down to you and they meet on your lawn and they fly you in a private jet. somewhere. All that's great. And you get wooed and that's fantastic to get the woo. But at the end of the day, when you sit there and you're seeing it in front of you, you got a way better shot. Any the angels got a way better shot. Certainly now to get a lot more for Otani and whatever team goes and gets Otani has a way better shot to keep him in free agency and to have him come back if they can sell them go on a run with them give him the postseason give him those moments and start to lay that foundation and that relationship. Are the Angels going to get their franchise changed by trading Shohei Otani? No, they're not going to have their franchise changed by trading Shohei Otani. But they can have it much better improved. They can have that path laid out. They can begin that path. Where have they even begun that path? Are we going to sit here and pretend Otani's coming back? He's not. Are we going to pretend that just because Mike Trout is amazing and he's a no-doubt Hall of Famer, that's going to be enough? It's not enough. We already know in his career he's got 11 postseason at-bats, people. It ain't enough. This is the time. The Angels have got to. They must. Trade the butter cake. They must trade Otani. They must make that move. They were given a gift with that trout injury. They were given a gift with that losing skid. Now we'll see what they do with it. Episode one ninety eight in the books. Unfiltered is always brought to us and to you by our good friends at Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe.